0: welcome back to becoming your best version i am host maria leonard olson i created this podcast in an attempt to highlight the work and the lives of women whose paths have crossed mine who have inspired me who i believe can help you become your best version. And I met this amazing guest, Sally Tierney, while on a tour of the nation's capitals, Washington DC's embassies on Embassy Row. This woman's light was apparent, even though we were in a large group of women touring our nation's capital and I am so blessed and honored that she had the time to be on this podcast. Sally Tierney is the owner and CEO of Clear Path Forward, a private investigation firm. Empowering her clients with the facts to bring clarity and transparency to a daunting situation is her mission in life. In addition to being a private investigator, Sally has successfully owned and operated Just Dance, a studio in Alexandria, Virginia for the past 18 years. She is also the producer and host of the Dance Studio Podcast. This is her fun way of giving back to studio owners and dance teachers, all that she has learned over her long and rich career. You can follow Sally on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram under the name Sally Tierney. Her website address is clearpathforwardpi.com and all of this is in the show notes so you need
1: not write it down. Welcome Sally to Becoming Your Best Version. Thank you so much Maria. I'm so happy to be here with you. Now this extraordinary woman started a private investigation firm
0: something i imagine is is something that feel dominated by men is that correct
1: that's correct
0: so tell us about what led you to start
1: clear path forward so unfortunately my husband and i had a horrible situation about 4 years ago my husband was wrongly accused and it was the most frightening thing that I have ever experienced, my husband too, and um, it was an institution was uh, doing a horrible, poor, sloppy, non-investigation and ended up, we, we had to hire two attorneys, a private investigator, which I never dreamed I would ever have to have in my life, and a computer forensic uh, specialist expert to, and it took two years and everything came out in our favor. Uh, he was completely exonerated. He got his job back. He got a written apology. He was made whole, but I can tell you that those two years were the most, the scariest. I, there's, I just hope nobody ever has to go through what we went through during that time. And because of that, you know, I, became a private investigator and decided that I would be the strength that other people need when they're trying to navigate a horrible situation and nobody's listening to them or you know, they just need somebody else to be there with them and get the information out in the open to show whatever it is that they need to show because sometimes it feels like nobody's listening to you and you just don't know where to turn. And this, it's funny, um, I've heard people say a lot uh, and it's sort of, I never really understood it. Like this baby chose me. Uh, I heard uh, John McCain's wife say that about the daughter that they adopted or this career chose me, but it just dawned on me that this career chose me. I chose my first career, Um, I, you know as a dancer and a dance teacher and a dance studio owner that was always the thing that I loved doing and and really was determined to do and did but this kind of hit me upside the head I just need to do it it's like I have to do this and I I'm enjoying it okay I
0: neglected to say that I am recording from Antigua, Guatemala, and the technology is posing a few difficulties here, but we will prevail. So Sally, continue this this extraordinary path that you are on. I love how on your website, it says, a quote is featured by Martin Luther King Jr. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice
1: everywhere. I love that quote. That's so true. Um, Yes, I just want to be the strength and the power that people need when they are feeling as though nobody is listening to them. And and that quote is true, because if, if we ignore wrongly accused people or just sort of move on when things are unjust, we're really harming ourselves and all of society in small but large ways without it being apparent maybe and immediately but it does affect us and I just I'm on a mission to help whoever needs it and I it's been a real interesting switch from dance studio owner to private investigator a lot of skills that I am not used to Mm -hmm. but it's fun to be 54 years old and It's challenging, but it's also a lot more fun to be learning things completely different instead of sort of coasting. Before this terrible thing happened to us, I was sort of coasting into like, well, what should I do? Should I take a piano? Like I had a great life. I had a great business. I had a great everything. And it was like, how should I spend my time? Um, and I was, I did start piano lessons, and I was trying to think up some things. Well, this just sort of shook my life up, and I don't have to think up anything. I work from the minute I open my eyes until the minute I go to bed every night on my business, my new business, Clear Path Forward, and lots of challenges, lots of hard work that I never, skills that I didn't, I'm not used to um, working in, but I'm getting better at them and I'm getting good at them. And it's, it's fun to be learning something completely different at this age. So
0: wonderful. I, I salute you. I mean, what a pivot from dance world to private investigation. Some of the tributes and testimonials on your website are really inspiring. I personally am someone who was sexually assaulted and I see that you help people who are assaulted because it is a scary road. The the legal system is hard to navigate. I'm a lawyer, I know that. And I was doing domestic violence cases at one point, pro bono, and because I got too emotionally involved, I had to stop that work. Do you find yourself getting emotionally involved with your clients in that, these are hard cases.
1: These are sad, (laughs) difficult cases. How do you handle that part? It's super hard, but yes, I get emotional, but in a way of like, don't you dare let these people crush you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go. And it, it can feel like people turn their back, but when, you, when you're when you right, the law is on your side. Mm-hmm. And when you keep going, and a you know, sexually assaulted person is very weak and feels very, um, they are not weak because, I hope that that came out right. They are weakened by the incident and the Mm -hmm. trauma and they feel oftentimes that they just can't do another thing. Mm -hmm. And they of all people need somebody to be right there with them saying, if you can't do it, I can do it for you. I am with you, let's get this done. And at your own pace, because there are sometimes Uh, With the people that I work with, they want to move forward and then they freeze Mm -hmm. and then they want to, they sort of sit there for a while and you have to let them do it at their own pace, but they need people who are with them and not ignoring them and, or not believing them. There are so many ways that the system is overburdened, doesn't understand trauma victims doesn't Mm -hmm. understand how to talk to them interview them get to the bottom of what's going on um and I enjoy being their strength I mean yes I get emotional but in a almost in a super mother bear powerful way you know That,
0: that is beautiful Sally I wish I had known you decades ago when this was happening to me because I felt so alone. I didn't tell anyone about having been raped for decades. I just thought I was a freak and it was my fault for getting myself in a dangerous situation. I know that's not true now. No means no. Or if someone is incapacitated by substances, that is wrong to take advantage of
1: them. And Maria, I,
0: I didn't understand that.
1: Once people can trust you and they hear, um, if you're open, you would not believe the amount. I have so many friends and the percentage is so high of my friends who have said to me, I have to tell you something I haven't told anybody. Mm -hmm. And then they proceed to tell me just like what something similar to what you just said to me. Yes, Um, It's amazing how many women have been raped. And I hope that the more transparency there is out there and the more I can do for people and then get other, when people see that something can be done, then they see a path forward to do it themselves. Maybe somebody else will say, okay, well we can do something about this. If it's nothing's ever getting done, and nobody tries hard, nothing changes. I'm hoping that there will actually be policy change in the future from the work that I plan to do and hopefully others join me in doing. So that you are so not alone. And that story that I'm I'm so happy that you talk about it because Mm -hmm. the more people that talk about it, the more people will know how common it is and that's so sad, but yes. that they're not alone and that they yes. didn't do anything. You know, right. I don't care what you did. Nobody right. should ever hurt you ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really messed up my life to be honest. And now I pay it forward in my own way, which is by mentoring principally young women who have been sexually assaulted and don't know what to do. But unfortunately, in my experience, these young women encounter slut shaming and the power of the man principally on on uh, college campuses and they don't wanna prosecute and it breaks my heart, but I have to respect that. I don't know really they how, don't,
1: yeah. They don't wanna prosecute yet. Yet. They okay. may want to prosecute later mm. as they know that sometimes Um, some of the people that I've worked with were told even by their therapists, do not go forward with this. It will be too difficult for you. That makes me insanely crazy, mad, angry.
0: That that is
1: the advice that a therapist would give somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the advice should be, when you're ready, we are here to help you period when on your time there doesn't have to be a decision today. today they can't but you're there for them when they can I'm I'm here for people when they can
0: Oh Sally, thank goodness for your advocacy and investigative skills what a service you are bringing to the world. I am so so uplifted by your story and the work that you do. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Maria. Thank
0: you. And you did mention earlier that you're using a, an entirely different skill set. Well, I would argue that your adeptness as a dancer has helped you pivot, juke around when you need to, and find <laughs> the answers. <laughs>
1: You do. Yeah, there's a lot of discipline in dance and a lot Mm -hmm. of hard work um, Mm -hmm. and determination. Yes. And so those skills are skills that have certainly carried over.
0: Absolutely. Every dancer I know has a lot of stamina, a lot of ability to adapt and be flexible. And you're (laughs) using that skill set just in a different way right now.
1: There's a different flexibility that I'm using.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that your your husband was fully exonerated. Are you comfortable
1: saying what the subject matter of the case was? I'd rather not. uh, It's not a secret. And I talk Mm -hmm. about it with everybody all the time. And I will talk about it. It's just opening up that can of worms that it's not my story it's his yes yeah. podcast it it literally takes an hour to go through the intricate disgusting details gotcha. of it mm-hmm. um, but anybody that wants to hear it I I talk about it and tell it but it's sort of like you got to sit down cup of coffee you, do you have an hour and a half because it's an unbelievable story gotcha but, well yes
0: I I I honor that I mean I think For me, I have needed to learn how to practice restraint of pen and tongue when I am sharing stories of other people, indeed, it's his story. And I honor that. So in, in the work that you do, I don't want the listeners to think it's only sexual assault cases. You also do medical and mental health advocacy. You do custody, elder care advocacy, mitigation investigations. Can you share a, a bit about some of the other kind of work that you do, uh, aside from the sexual assault victims and how you help people find that clear path forward?
1: Yeah, so those are all good examples of everyday people struggling through things, you know, say your parents are starting to get dementia and you live in a different state. Can you, and they maybe they sprained their ankle and they need to get to the doctor. And, you know, you can't be flying back and forth from whatever state you're in to take your mom to the doctor because she sprained her ankle. So we have a nurse that can pick them up, consult with the family beforehand, uh, sit with them at the doctor, take notes, ask questions, be their advocate during the uh, doctor's appointment, and then consult back with the family. Here's what the doctor said. Here's what is happening. And it's just peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And, and doctors pay attention to you more when you have an advocate in the room that's taking notes. Absolutely. Um, late, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fee is small compared to what it would be for you to, up, you know, have an upheaval in your life to go and care for a parent. It just may be a two day situation that needs a consultation. So yes. there are all kinds of ways to be an advocate. That's one, but the mitigation investigations turned out to be a surprising favorite of mine. Um, okay. uh, I worked with a criminal defense attorney and he wanted me to do mitigation investigation on a client that was going to prison, had done something terrible. And I really initially had kind of an eye roll like, oh boy, I'm gonna be helping out some bad person mm. you know mm-hmm. and so I started digging on this person's childhood and I cannot tell you how sympathetic I was after looking into everything that this person had gone through mm. Everybody had failed this person since the day they were born mm. starting with their parents and then their foster parents and then the system the courts uh you know, sexual abuse by the parents mm. and uh, never got any therapy, never got anything that they needed from anybody. So mm. of course they ended up getting into trouble because the first person who paid attention to them was a bad guy mm. and gave them the something interesting. You know, they were now something special to somebody. Well, you mm-hmm. take somebody who's been treated that badly their entire life, and I I really learned a lot doing that case and mm-hmm. ended up having a lot of sympathy for that person. And she did get a, a reduced sentence because of the work I did, mm-hmm. and I felt good about that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I hope that she, I'm actually going to be reaching out to her even though my case and job is long done with Mm -hmm. but I I found out that she recently got out of prison and I'm going to reach out and let her know about some housing situations for women leaving prison you know just because I hope that she doesn't get back into any trouble.
0: Oh wow
1: that is wonderfully I'm
0: I'm sure it's wonderfully enriching work I mean we in the 12-step community say to increase your self-esteem do esteemable
1: acts and you are doing that thank you I mean it's like I said this all chose me I have to do it it's (laughs) not like I wake up and say what can I do today I just (laughs) I have to do these things and it's really uh fulfilling makes Uh. me happy Wow, wow, wow.
0: So I know you're physically located in Northern Virginia. Do you, Does your work cover, what, what area, what states
1: does your work so reach? Right now I'm licensed in Virginia. In about two weeks I'll be licensed in D.C. Um, and I plan to keep expanding slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where this takes me, but I would like to be, you know, nationwide and make a difference all over. Well, this service,
0: these many services you provide are really needed. I have sat through criminal sentencing and there was no real advocate except for the public defender in many of these cases. And I really, really believe in your mission. And I agree with you that whatever, the universe um, led you to this work and you were open, open to the lesson and the gifts that you have that you are transform using to transform
1: people's lives, Sally. Yeah, it's it's powerful and it's uh, I I love people. Yeah. So to be able to help people, especially when they're down mm. and afraid, there's nothing. I enjoy more than giving people the strength and the power that every one of us deserves. If I can help somebody with that, you know, that's a thrilling, fulfilling feeling for me. Oh, I can imagine so.
0: So I also want to talk about this huge part of your life, which has been your dance career. You opened and operated your own dance studio in a uh, suburb, nearby suburb, or actually city of D.C. It's considered part of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. And then you started a podcast. So tell me about your journey in the dance world.
1: Thank you. Um, I did some professional dancing when I was straight out of high school for a couple of years, but I really enjoyed teaching, taught for studios for about 20 years, uh, big competition studios. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. And, but I always had this secret dream of opening up my own studio,
0: mm-hmm.
1: did it. Um, and it was a climb from 35 little students in the rec center to, uh, 300 students in my little dance studio in a shopping center in Alexandria. Mm. Um, and at first, I did everything by myself in everything. Mm. And then I slowly brought in help and hired people. And the funny thing now is, I'm not doing anything. I am te- not teaching. I'm not doing office work. I mean, the studio is being run by people that I've trained to run it. And it's such a beautiful business and it's running itself. It's not running itself, it's being run by the fantastic studio manager, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: all, it was a climb. It was a whole journey of starting from nothing, building it, then teaching others how to do it. And now it's being done without me. And I started a podcast to talk to dance studio owners and dance teachers who are thinking about owning a dance studio because a lot of times when you ask for help, like when I wanted to open one, a lot of dance studio owners are very, oh, it's a terrible business. You don't want to get into it. They don't want to help you. They don't want to share any information. And so I had to figure it all all out for myself. And I just Mm -hmm. thought that's ridiculous. Like let's, let's tell people how fun it is and how to do it right. And let's share and, and give back. And I, I started to write a book about it, and I think Mm -hmm. I'm just a better talker than I am. It's a little boring to read a book about opening a dance studio, so (laughs) um, I think that the podcast is a better fit, so... That's Interesting. why I started
0: it. Interesting. Yes, I did a similar thing as a book marketer and publicist. I wrote, I have written four books. I'm working on number five. And I was dismayed at how much it cost to hire a book mar- marketer. So mm-hmm. I developed a side business helping female authors market their own books. I'll do some of it, but I'm teaching them how to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I would love to ask, to ask you, what is a tip you would give to an entrepreneur in general, having been
1: a successful entrepreneur? (laughs) A tip. Um, First of all, you have to want to do what you're doing. Both of the businesses that this new one, Clear Path Forward Mm -hmm. and the dance studio, I just wanted to do it so badly. It was all I could do. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can go into a business just, "Hmm, maybe that's a good idea. I mean, anyone can do whatever they want, but I think you have to want it deeply in your core and then give your whole self to it. Um, And then you'll figure out what you need to do as you go along. I mean, there are resources everywhere, but and today it's so much easier with Google Um, And there's organizations to join, to learn, uh, ask questions for goodness sake, ask everybody. And if people don't wanna answer you, keep asking and keep looking because you'll find somebody that wants to help. And I just, being determined and asking a lot of questions and wanting to do what you're doing will take you very far.
0: Agreed. I mean, if you don't believe in your work, number one, why do it? Number two, other people will feel that energy if you don't believe, if it's not a true passion or goal of yours. If you don't believe in it, as even as a, I'm not even as, as a salesperson, you must love what
1: you're selling or someone's going to feel it on some level. Yes. My father sold Datsuns back in the seventies and he was the number one Datsun salesman, I think in 1973 and 1974, he loved those cars Mm. and he sold them in Detroit um, where, you know, Ford Motor (laughs) Company was. So, you know, he, it was everyone we knew and everyone in our family had a Datsun B210 in the (laughs) seventies.
0: I love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, Sally, you are an extraordinary person who gives so much you i hope that you and i suspect you already do practice self care to keep your your own reserves full because how can you you can't you can't pour from an empty cup so could you tell us sally how and
1: what do you do to become your best version i do practice self care i get enough rest and i try to eat healthy most at 90% of the time, um, mm. I drink a lot of water, but I start every day. I will not open my eyes until I say thank you to God for my life. And number two, I ask God to help me lead with kindness, compassion, and love for myself first and for everybody that I meet. And number three, ha- to remind me, to have God remind me that um, I have everything I need and that God always provides. And number four, to help, help me look for miracles. And there are miracles every day. If you're looking around, you'll see them. And in a way, this is a miracle, Maria. I mean, when we were little girls, there weren't computers, mm. let alone podcasts, right? And you're in another country and <laughs> we are on a podcast right now. We've never envisioned this and it's happening. Indeed. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: I fall prey to taking things for granted occasionally and I don't want to do that.
1: So do I. That's why I have to pray about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I encourage all of you to look at clearpathforwardpi.com. Sally is an extraordinary light in our community. Now, as of the time of this broadcast, licensed in the state of Virginia and the District of Columbia, she will be expanding nationwide. So I encourage you to check out her extraordinary work and tune in next week to hear from another beautifully, inspiring woman. Thank you so much for being
1: with us today Sally. Thank you Maria. Can I say that I just finished your book and was so inspired and loved it and I highly recommend it to everybody 50 after 50.
0: Of course you can say that. Thank you Sally. (laughs)
1: Loved it. So thank you so much for having me today. I look forward to getting to know you personally better off air. Thank you. Take care everyone.